All right, we have an exciting episode of Side Retired, the MLB podcast. Sean Stifler, the head coach of Notre Dame Baseball, will be joining us. So Matt, let's hit the intro music and we'll get right into this. Hello and welcome to this edition of Side Retired, the MLB podcast. It is Dylan joined alongside Matt as always. And today, Matt, you're extremely excited to kick off this interview. So Matt, why don't you introduce our guest to our audience? Uh, so today we're interviewing uh, Notre Dame head coach, Coach Stifler. I'm, in, I'm at ND right now, so definitely excited for this one. Um, first year at ND, I'm coming over from VCU. So very excited to have him here and to get into things. Absolutely. So, Coach, we're extremely excited to have you on today. How are you doing? Great. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for having me, and I enjoyed the intro music. Very, <laughs> uh, very catchy. So, uh, good start. But no, thanks, guys. I appreciate uh, appreciate being with you. Absolutely. So, I think the main question we ask most of our guests to begin things off is sort of if you had to describe your career journey and your baseball story to someone who might not know you. I know you've stopped at VCU. You're now at Notre Dame. You're at George Mason. What would you describe? that baseball journey as especially in the coaching industry fortunate would probably be the uh the first thing that comes to mind um you know i think my story is unique as well probably like everybody does um i will tell you there is no linear path uh, to getting to really anywhere in life and my mind certainly wasn't wasn't like that um you know at you know, very early on, I was, it, it was, you know, pretty traditional. I was a volunteer assistant at George Mason where I went to school. Um, just happened to be sitting there one day and and the pitching coach resigned, um, who, who was my pitching coach the year prior. And, and I was the volunteer. I think I was literally stapling recruiting questionnaires together at the time. And he resigned. And, and I think the job maybe paid $10,000 at that time. And the head coach didn't know who you know who else would take that job so he looked at me and you know said hey you want to be the pitching coach tomorrow and I said absolutely um so I was you know and, and then you do that I did that for about a year year and a half and then the recruiting coordinator one day walked in and said he just gotten the head coaching job at, at Marist College and there had to be a recruiting event going on that day so I got in my car and quickly ran out to go recruit for him and and uh head coach called me up a day or two later and said he was going to promote me to being the 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 recruiting coordinator and head assistant coach so I just happened to be at the right place at the right time um and then from there I, I made my way down to VCU with the with uh the legendary Paul Keys and worked under him for several years and I wouldn't call this luck I, you know I would call it you know certainly unique uh you know coach Keys passed away while I was while I was his assistant got um got diagnosed with stage four melanoma right right before our season began and and believe it was 2012 when that when that went down or right in the middle of our season and you know within six or seven months passed and I just again happened to be standing there and the AD had a lot of faith in me and had a lot of faith in in what we had done there and and granted me the ability to be head coach and so really for me there I just had to follow the blueprint that that Paul had and and that he had left me with. And so, um, you know, got a chance to build my career and resume from there. And and so, and then 
you know, this past summer, as we said, I got an opportunity to to uh, interview at Notre Dame and the timing seemed right and the position seemed right and it worked out on both sides. And so I'm very, very lucky and fortunate to be here. So very fortunate to learn under some great people, to be in the right place at the right time. And, um, you know, and, and so, um, you know, I don't know if you call it unique or, or what, but, you know, like I said, sometimes timing is everything. Absolutely. And I guess speaking of timing, you know, what is it like to, step into a role, you know, right after playing, like you're probably coaching some of the guys that you were, you know, sitting in the pen with or right next to on the bench with. And, you know, what is it like, I guess, to, to transition to that role? Yeah. And, and that's that you're a hundred percent right. I mean, I literally was coaching some of my former roommates, you know, that, that, that next year. And, um, you know, of course I had to kind of move out and, and, um, live somewhere else while I was doing that. But, you know, that was unique, but to be honest with you, looking back on it, I feel like um, those guys were pretty mature about it. Uh, we were able to handle it for the most part. I kind of stayed in my lane. I had uh, our head coach, Bill Brown, at the time, does did an excellent job of empowering me and giving me responsibility over that staff to learn and 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 probably screw more things up at that point than really really make better, you know. Uh, we had a, a wonderful recruiting coordinator by the name of Joe Rakuya, who who went on to be a head coach, and he's now with in the Mets organization. And you know those guys, those guys did a great job of being buffers for me and not putting me in awkward positions. The student athletes did the same thing. You just have to be mature about what your decision makings are, and and you know I, I just more so that year kept things very organized and I kept things very simple just to let the guys know I was there. Um, you know, and then year by year took on a little bit more responsibility and stepped in a little bit more, but it was, it was a unique situation. I think I was 22 at the time. Um, you know, so that was very unique. Had to find a whole new set of friends because really as an athlete, right? Like that team was my, that team was my community, but when, you know, at George Mason at the time with unbelievable young assistant coaches and really of other sports and really cool head coaches of other sports that took me in and, had a great support staff. So it I don't remember it being that big of a deal. Now you're talking about 22 years ago, guys. So things have changed, you know, greatly since then. Um, and you probably could get away with a little bit more and hide a few more things back then than you could you could today. And then on the coaching side in a similar ilk is that you were a former player. You played in college. I believe you were also drafted out of high school. How do you think being a player has impacted you, whether it was when you were first started coaching or even now, 22 years later, as you said, do you think there's still that aspect of, hey, I used to be a player and now I'm a coach type of thing? Well, you know, the further away you get from playing, the game seems easier to you, right? <laughs> like, um, you know, uh, you, you have to remind yourself of how hard this game is. And I think that's the the first thing as a player that you, you did, you know, that you are able to take with you into the coaching world is, you know, you you were in the, in that same spot. They're not trying to walk people. They're not trying to throw balls. They're not trying to strike out. You know, this game is really, really tough. Um, you know, but as a, as a pitching coach and pitching was my background uh, before I, be, when I became a head coach, adjusting to the difficulties that offensive players have, that was new. And it took some learning for me as well. I had to really start to put myself in other shoes. And that's one of the reasons I gave up the pitching was to start to, um, understand that side of the ball better, understand the psyche of those offensive players better to to be around them more. 
And so you just, you cannot lose sight. Now the good news is, is as I've moved moved further away from playing and the game maybe seems easier to me, I've now gone into fatherhood. I'm now older where I'm a bit more patient. I understand, you know, it's no different than anything else. No different than teaching your child to, you know, get dressed in the morning for school is, is you got to be patient. You got to, you got to stay after it. You got to stay consistent. And, and that, that, that holds true in coaching and in baseball. Awesome. Um, and I, so I guess transitioning a little bit now to um, ND and, and maybe some of the reasons why you chose to come here, you know, it couldn't have been easy after 10 years of VCU to, to decide to leave and to come to ND. And, um, you know, I guess what were some of the factors that, played into, you know, Notre Dame being the choice for you and potentially even, you know, you being, you know, you choosing Notre Dame and Notre Dame choosing you. Yeah, you know, Matt, I think, you know, and let me start with you're right. I was I was extremely happy at Virginia Commonwealth. I we my wife and I had got there in fall of 2006 as an assistant coach and, you know, a, and and we were engaged at the time you know, to having three children there and becoming head coach for the last 10 years, having a ton of success, loving that administration, loving that community. I was not looking. I was, I was not, I was not looking to just bounce. Um, In fact, there was only about, you know, a handful of programs that I thought I would bounce to. And there was probably only one or two in the North that I thought I would bounce to. And it just happened to be that Notre Dame was, was one of them. For me, it really starts with my background and my faith. Um, I grew up uh, Roman Catholic. Uh, you know, for me, I went to Catholic elementary school. My entire family is from Western Pennsylvania. We grew up Catholic, watching Notre Dame football on Saturdays, you know, going to church on Sundays. And so Notre Dame aligned with my faith. It aligned with who I was, my vision for what I think the college athlete experience needs to be, and my vision of what I think the relationship between the university and the athlete should look like and so that was that was the easy fit for me and then as I'm going through the process and you're meeting some of the current players the administration the people involved in the program and you just see how wonderful those those players were those players are you meet those families the uniqueness of those families the vision of of the administration uh, it just all seemed to work for me. And then the last piece was the, the recent success, you know, the the where the trajectory of where the program currently is. Um, you know, I hope that Notre Dame saw the same thing in me. You know, I think that um, I hope they saw somebody who's, whose values align with the mission of the university. Uh, I hope they saw somebody who understands the student athlete experience and, and where that needs to be. Um, at, you know, in, at a university like Notre Dame. Uh, and then I think my profile, you know, it's it's probably similar to what you saw with Coach Jared as well. Mid-major head coaches, you know, you know, doing a little bit more with maybe less um, success at that mid-major level. You know, a guy who's got a little bit of an underdog and and uh, has got some flight in him. And I'm, I, I like to think I'm pretty creative, you know, on some things that I do with the way we shape our teams. And I think that was the pieces that Notre Dame was kind of attracted to from that standpoint. I can't speak for them, you know, but it, mm-hmm. it looks like it and it seemed to work out so far. So um, that was really kind of the process and, and I'm, and I'm certainly thrilled to be here. And then sort of following up on a point you just made about, you came into an organization that was thriving and did really well in the past. So it wasn't like a situation 
for you to come in and sort of shock the culture, change things up. How is that sort of like knowing that, hey, this team is really good and you're coming into an organization that sort of was functioning really well, but now you have to come in and be that sort of new leader for them? Well, Dylan, I'm glad to hear you think we're really good. So <laughs> that put, puts my mind at ease a little bit. Um, you know, that's, again, it's a positive. It's certainly a positive. But you got to look at it, you know, kind of kind of two ways. I, you know, I've, I've always prided myself in the fact that I think I'm pretty good at culture building and pretty good at at developing a identity with our teams. Um, you know, but when I should appear, they already – already had an identity right like that like it, it's very it's it's very rare that you are taking over an organization a team a company at the pinnacle of where of where it's been normally you know that person has built that up and they want to they want to kind of see that through right they want to you know and and so this is a pretty unique situation where i'm coming in and trying to establish my culture and the culture that our coaching staff has and you can say to that to that team, hey, you got to do it this way, you got to do it that way, and they can look back at you and say, well, no, you don't. We didn't do it that way last year. We went to Omaha, you know. Um, so that I mean, either way, when you know, I, I think the challenges are are kind of the kind of equal on the same on the same. I do believe it's it's easier to build and get to to a pretty high point than it is to sustain a high point. But you know. My vision is not like my like my vision is to win a national championship. My vision is to get us back to Omaha again, but that's not what I'm working at every day. Our, you know, our everyday processes is, is one. We have to remember I am the third head coach that our seniors have had since they've been here, and that's not that's not a trend I want to continue. That is something I want to be here and build something sustainable, sustainable culture, um, repeatable. I want Notre Dame to first be in the top 25, you know, almost year in and year out. I want us to have top 40 recruiting classes. I feel like if we do those things, then you start to talk about hosting regionals, hosting super regionals and getting to Omaha. And, and so for me, I can't, I can't sit here and get caught up in trying to sustain success or repeat success. We just have to go about it and get better every day and refine our process and trust that that success will happen with the talented players that we bring in. Awesome. And kind of in the same vein on <clears throat> challenges that you face as a first year coach at ND, um, you know, ND is a top 20 university. I have student athletes in almost all of my classes. Um, you know, I guess what sort of challenge is that? It's like an added layer. Um, what sort, what sort of challenge does that present to you? Well, you know, first off, I don't know, you know, challenges, there's, there's challenges in every job, right? Like, I think Notre Dame is the perfect combination. When when we're on the phone with student athletes, the first thing I tell them is the perfect combination of elite university, elite degree, elite network, um, elite experience with elite athletics. You know, there aren't a ton that can do it better than Notre Dame, if anyone that can do it from that standpoint. And so when you, when you have the elite on both ends, you can't, you can't sell that and that be an advantage to you. And then off the side of your mouth, right? Because you can't get certain kids into school and, and, and you don't, there's not a class, there's no class missed policy and, and you can't, you can't leave early and uh, you know, on Thursday in the middle of classes and like, 
you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth, right? Like, like you can't do that. Yes, there are some things here at Notre Dame that that can you can consider them challenges. Uh, the academics come first. I mean, the 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 student the student part of student athlete is at the front of everything we do. We have to make sure that those guys are preparing themselves for the real world, and the university is going to hold me accountable to that. Um, and then on top of it, we're asked to win and arguably maybe the second best baseball conference in, in the country. You know, we're asked to do that. But those are also the same things that get you in the door of the top recruit in the state of Illinois. They get you in the door of some of the best baseball players in the country. So I don't think you can sit there and necessarily look. You can't talk about them on one day. They're an advantage. And then the next day, they're a disadvantage. And, and I am very very strict on on our coaching staff about that and i'm very strict on our players about that we have a motto here nobody feels sorry for you for going to the university of notre dame and playing baseball nobody we will not no matter how many tests you have today and how nasty that slider is nobody feels sorry for you you are you're in the one percent here guys and now i feel the same way about our coaching staff i i you know the reason we're recruiting this kid and he's one of the best players in the country is because of what Notre Dame can, can offer him. So we can't get mad when one of our guys didn't get in at a three, three GPA and, and what have you. So in, in emissions, emissions didn't let somebody in, you just have to, you have to see them as advantages, learn how to sell them, learn how to promote them uh, and turn them into positives. Absolutely. And I know that there's probably a ton of our listeners who are in high school, want to be at Notre Dame, want to join and be a part of South Bend. So sort of, I know you don't want to give away all the trades of the trick and sort of everything to do with that whole process. But if there's any advice that you might have for any high schoolers who are like, I want to play baseball at Notre Dame, is there something that you want them to take away or sort of to remember and to be a part of Notre Dame in the future? Well, on both sides, you're just going to have to challenge yourself. Like, like, it's just that simple. I and mean, this is not a place we don't, you know, we, we talk about it on our team all the time. We sell this, choose hard. You're choosing hard. Okay. And, but on the backside of hard is usually greatness is what I tell people. And so, you know, for me, you're going to have to challenge yourself in the classroom and you need to, you need to exhaust everything that your high school will give you to give you an advantage to, to attend a place and be ready for Notre Dame AP courses, um, you know, extracurricular activities, challenge your schedule as much as possible, you know, challenge yourself to be as well-rounded as possible. And then athletically, you got to put yourself in position to play against and play with some of the best players that you can find in your area. And you have to challenge yourself there. Um, being comfortable is not for Notre Dame. It's just not, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, eight degrees outside right now. This is not comfortable baseball weather. Okay. Our guys are bundled up walking the class. We live, we live on campus. They're walking the class. They, they can, you know, class is mandatory. There is a no miss policy. And then later tonight, they're going to come over and we're going to enter squad indoors. That's, that's not easy for people. Um, We don't want easy. That's not, that's not what this, we are trying to develop some of the best, baseball players and students to leave and go impact their communities. And, and you, you can't comfort and comfort and greatness. Don't they, they're not next to each other in the dictionary. They're just not. So, you know, you, you have to be uncomfortable. And so you got to challenge yourself. If you're in high school, start there. And I promise you, 
regardless if you go to Notre Dame, you, you end up at Notre Dame playing baseball or to school. Challenging yourself academically, challenging yourself socially, and challenging yourself athletically, you will not regret. You will not regret that. Regardless if you end up at Notre Dame or some some other wonderful institution, you will never regret that. And so I, that that would that would be where I would start. Absolutely. And then in ter- you talked about um, you know developing players to impact their communities. On the flip side, like currently, what is the transition in South Bend like? You know, I'm from an urban area, and the transition hasn't been easy necessarily. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm settling in now, and I kind of love it. So yeah. I'm kind of curious, you know. What have there been any surprises or, you know, what are just your general takeaways, I guess, from moving from Virginia to uh, South Bend? Yeah, well, you know, like we talked about, I was at George Mason, which is a big time, you know, it's in Northern Virginia, the the, the great state of Nova, as they call it, um, you know, and then I was down in Richmond and VCU was in the middle of, of downtown Richmond, Virginia, both urban campuses. So I was used to that, like you were saying, you know, and uh, then you come, you come, to South Bend and it's a college town. It's a quiet little town. And, and, um, but be honest with you, my family has absolutely thrived. We love it. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm one of those guys I'm big on, I'm at the basketball games. I'm at the volleyball games. My kids are at every hockey game. I mean, we knew nothing about hockey six <laughs> months ago and now, you know, and now I'm, I got the Jersey, I got the whole deal, you know? So we've just kind of embraced, the element that we're in, I, I love the fact that, you know, um, I'm at uh, high school basketball games on, you know, high school football games on Friday nights where my kids go to school and I'm, I'm watching high school basketball games during the week. And I, I love, I love that piece of it for me and my family. And um, that's been great for me. And, and then when you get here, there is a, there is a warmth and there is a connection to this university that I got to be honest with you it's hard to explain like the people who are in this, uh, who attend this university and work here, love this place so much and love the people and want to help the people who go here. Um, it's really, really comforting. It's really comforting. And so I, you know, I've enjoyed it. You know, it, it's, um, you know, I miss Richmond, Virginia and I miss Northern Virginia, just like anybody else would. But at some point I'll, I won't be in South Bend at some point and I'll be like, man, I miss those times at South Bend too. So um, it's, it's people, it's people that I've found everywhere you go. It's people that you surround yourself with. You can find a good time anywhere. Absolutely. And yeah, we definitely appreciate having, seeing coaches on campus. I know we saw coach Freeman at a hockey game and coach Reese and, you know, just having kind of that interaction with, with coaching staffs and with even with the athletes has been great kind of the integration because we're such a small school too, you know, everybody that's right. sees everybody and knows everybody and it's yep. definitely good for building community. So we appreciate yeah, this. This time of year is tough on me because one of my favorite things to do in the fall, and I love fall Fridays uh, before home football games, when you see so many families and visiting team families on campus and, and you just you 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 see them walking around taking pictures. I just love to walk, walk down to the grotto. Uh, it's a special place, man. And, and I don't know if it can be duplicated in many places. And so it's um it, it is it is fun. And I will tell you, as as coaches, we love seeing just being around the students because you guys have such a great vibe. And many of us aren't as recognizable as Coach Freeman and, and Coach Reese. We don't have as much TV time. I realize that. Um, 
you know, but uh, we're, we're, we're out a lot more than you think. I can tell you that. Absolutely. It sounds like a blast. Yeah, I know Matt has definitely been telling me every time we do these Zoom calls, every time we're texting, he's like, I'm loving it here at Notre Dame. Misses our high school, but is definitely adopting really well to the new environment that you're in, Matt. I know one last question that we did have for you. There's this phrase that Notre Dame has, it's play like a champion. So when you came to Notre Dame, you couldn't go an interview without asking you what that sort of means to you and that phrase that everyone sees and knows at the university. You know, <laughs> Let me start with, you know, when I came on my for my press conference, they took my family down to the football locker room and you kind of turn the corner and and there's there's the sign. Right. Like there's the play like it's and I got to be honest with you, it might have been the first time where I where it like hit me and I was like, oh, I'm in Notre Dame. You know, you know, I mean, that was like the first when my kids went down and touched it and, you know, and it, and you're like, man, that that's it. Huh. That, that there it is. And and. That, you know, it, it kind of that was the first like really like wow, you know, I'm here and and this is this is this is really really special to me. You know, I think the big thing that it means to me is is, is just coming every day and giving giving your best effort. You know, and not every day is going to be easy. Not you know, not every day is going to be um, the way you want it to go. But you got to go out there and give effort, and and be you know, and give the type of effort that can make tomorrow better. And so, you know, just for me every day, you know, it's, you know, I don't know if it, if it is, if it is the one that I, the phrase that I think of the most when, when I'm here, you know, cause there's so many catchphrases, whether it's here come the Irish and, you know, wake up the echoes and, you know, or, um, you know, our lady of victory pray for us, you know, whatever it is, there's just so much tradition here and so many things It makes you want to get up and give your best effort no matter what you're doing and, and you know i hope you feel that same way even going to class like there's just something about being here that makes you want to give your best do your best and help the most and so that's that's what it means to me is uh, just getting up each day and giving my best effort to to make an impact on on others absolutely and i, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of how it permeates throughout campus you know i've seen stickers that say invest like a champion, lift like a champion, anything like anything that you could possibly think of, right. do it like a champion. But do I think like it's champion. indicative of how that kind of just explodes throughout campus for sure. Okay. Um, well, this was fantastic. Definitely one of the interviews I was most excited for that we've ever done. Um, you know, great Good. hearing about your coaching career and your transition to Notre Dame and, and uh, hopefully see you around campus at some time. And this was, this was awesome. Well, man, I better see you at some games, buddy. Oh, you will. You will for sure. Okay, no boo in the head coach. I won't. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, you say that now. Don't, that. don't give me reason to. <laughs> no, and good luck with the rest of your semester, bud. Sounds Thank good. You. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Great news. Side Retired is now partnered with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code SideRetiredPod in all capitals for $20 off your first order. We've got you covered from all things ranging from sporting events to concerts, including the MLB and NHL. Yes, this means we're officially taking you out to the ballgame. And now for the rest of today's edition of Side Retired Podcast. All right, Matt, that was a great episode right now. Just talking with Sean Stifler of Notre Dame, their head coach. Your thoughts? Oh, it was great. Great to talk to Coach Stifler. Um, you know, first year head coach here at school and um, you know, just to get to know him a little bit, get to know the program and kind of his values and the direction that he sees the program going in. Um, 
So it definitely makes me excited for the upcoming season. I know we're uh, we're getting super close. And of course, we will have a couple other great interviews, another head coach coming up for you next week. As always, now that we've transitioned to more interviews, if you have other suggestions who you want to see us have on, let us know. Twitter, Instagram. So for Dylan and Potter, until the next time, the side is retired.